Wheeler. I don't know. Hey, Dan. What's up? So we're going to switch it up on everyone. Instead of starting off with what we learned last week, Matthew has a hypothetical for us, and he wanted to be heard. So I'm putting it right at the beginning so everyone hears it. But how was your week, Dan? It was great. That's awesome. Back home. That's a tremendous. How's Oakland? Much change? No, it's always the same. Perfect. Just in a good way. Work. In a good way. All right, Matthew, are you ready? I have. This is a very good hypothetical. I'm very excited for it. So the inspiration came as I was today, or not today, uh, recently, past couple of days. I saw a video of Mike Tyson, you know, throwing some air jabs. 60 or 55-year-old Mike Tyson, 60-year-old Mike Tyson. And 53. Was, did you guys see the video? Yep. I looked saw pretty, it. Looked pretty impressive, right? Yep. So at first I was thinking, oh, what's the old, like, good hypothetical. What's the oldest age that we think we could be Mike Tyson in? But then I flipped it. What is uh, the youngest, not the youngest, uh, at what age, like once Mike Tyson was born, you could beat him up until he hit this age. What is the age? So a little background for you on Mike Tyson. Uh, this is all according to Wikipedia. But, you know, throughout his childhood, he lived in really bad neighborhoods in New York, like very high crime rates. Uh, he often got into, you know, got into a lot of fights, all that kind of stuff. He got bullied a lot because of his high-pitched voice and his lisp. lisp. So he's often, you know, I'm sure he's often getting shit for it and probably fighting kids. Uh, this one says his first fight was with a bigger youth who had pulled the head off of one of Tyson's pigeons. So that was his first ever fight. Um, by the age of 13, he had been arrested 38 times. Uh, what else? When he was 16, when he was 10, his, when, he, when he was 10, him and his mom, or like him and his family, they moved to Bed-Stuy, New York, very bad neighborhood. And six years later, his mom passed away and he moved in with a, with a boxing. Uh, hold on, let me see. Uh, Tyson's mother died six years later, so when he was 16, and that left 16-year-old Tyson in the care of boxing manager and trainer, Customato. So basically, that's like, so he'd been fighting before then, but he, well, you know, when he turned 16, like, that's when he moved in with the boxing manager. So that's really probably when he started to, like, hone his skills. Uh, what else? I believe he was the heavyweight champion of the world at age 20. Uh, he made his professional well, debut. I don't think we have to go that far. Like, he, made his, he, made his pro, he made his pro debut at 18. So my question to you guys is, what is the uh, oldest age? Or at what point he hits this age, what is that number where you could finally Guthrie, get up my When he finally could? Or like when, when, when he, he, could, when he could beat me up? Yeah. Yes. At what, no, at what, at what age, up until what age, could you, could, could you beat up Mike Tyson? And it's like, once he turns 14, like he'd kick your ass. I but up until then, you could beat him up. I think... I think a 12-year-old Mike Tyson beats the fuck out of me, so I think 11. You think 11 is the oldest? No, because Brendan is 12 now, and Brendan packs a punch. Brendan's got a nice punch to him, but it's obviously Brendan's, like, the top 90 percentile in height and then, like, bottom 10 percent of weight, so he doesn't who's, have much who meat. Brent, who is Brendan? Brendan's my 12-year-old brother. Okay. We don't have a huge list. I think everyone knows this. Okay, that's fair. But, so, 12-year-old Brendan, I could beat up. My, my mom listens. My mom would know your, your brother's name is Brendan. Oh, Please continue. Hi, mom. Please continue. So I think Brendan can't – I know Brendan can't beat me up, but Brendan's not Mike Tyson. So if Mike Tyson – or like Brendan had Mike Tyson's feet and his punch, I think he just gave me a kidney shot and down. And th- is this beat them up and beat them 100% of the time or how often? Like what's the ratio got to be? I mean, I didn't think – it was just when – at what point could he finally beat you in a fight? Oh, so like at – I think – I think 11-year-old Tyson still has a fighter's chance. I think 10 years old is when I beat 100% of the time that I'm beating up Tyson. Wait, so I'm, what's, the, what's your answer? So when 10 years he, when, old. When would he, that's when Tyson would win his first fight against No, him? his first fight would be at 11. 
He would win his first fight. Okay. Yeah, sixth grade Mike Tyson would beat up a twenty-one-year-old Dan. Dan, you got a good answer for this. So, so he made. So you you said he made his professional debut at eighteen. Yes. So you need <laughs> you need a lot of years under your belt to become a pro. Yeah. I I think like eleven. Is well, the right age. I don't know about that. I think he was just a very good boxer. What make, wait, what makes you think you need eleven years to become a pro? No, I mean like eleven years old is when I think I would, I would beat him. Oh, oh, okay. So eleven, and then twelve, and then twelve is when he could probably beat me in a fight. Yeah, I think. Is that? Do you have any any? What? What makes you think that? It's just still like uh, like, I've never seen it. I guess Tyson. That's tough, man. I I've never I've never seen a twelve year old where I'm like that kid could beat me up. I think for me personally, I think I could beat him up once he was twelve. I think when he got to 13, that's, I think, when I'd be in trouble. Although, he did get arrested 38 times by the age of 13. So, maybe I should reel that back. I, I just want to Oh, oh Matt, you should have told me that. Then I'm, I did I'm, not, I'm not going to down to, like, 10. Did I tell you that? You did. I, were you listening, Daniel? I, I read that. Oh, you read the arrested 38 times? According to Wikipedia, Michael Tyson had been arrested 38 times by the age of 13 years old. Okay, so 10. 10 years old. Honestly, <laughs> I want to do a deeper dive. On the psychopath that ripped off Mike Tyson's pigeon's head. Yeah, it's fucked They're up. They're a fucking hero. Um, one of the rocker. One of the main indicators, early early indicators of like a future murderer, or if they one of them is if they like, torture if they torture or kill like small defenseless animals. So that guy, I mean, probably murdered. He's probably turned out to be like <laughs> Hannibal Lecter or something. But I mean, I don't want to like follow the pack. But I feel like that thirteen. Number we got arrested 38 times. I think times. that's too high. I think I could beat him when he was 12. I think once he turned to 13, I think that's when I'd be done. So, I mean, it's 12. You still well, like your balls haven't dropped yet. You don't have that aggression. Most people, you've not your balls have not dropped yet. But you have to think about these are world class. He's at least a world class athlete. And you always see those freaks that are like they hit puberty at like 10. And then yeah. basically they're a 10 year old, but they have the body of like 15, 16. But you also have guys like Dennis Rodman, uh, or who was it? Like when it was Dennis Rodman, like he was like he was like five foot ten, like his sophomore year of high school. Then he came back his junior year, and he was he grew like six inches. Like, I crazy. think he's the odd. Well, but when it comes to professional athletes, it's always like and Benji. Yeah, Benji is the same way. Like that guy thirty for thirty, Benji. I think he was the same way. I, I'm just saying. I don't think I we can, understand. I don't think we can the, absolutely say he was like a grown man. I know what you're saying, but I don't think we can definitive. I don't think we can definitively say. And even so, I'd, I'd have to actually, I'd have to see a picture of Tyson yeah. at that age. Even if he was, Google right now on your phone, Dan, or on your on your laptop. Don't, All right, don't do see. it on your phone. You'll fuck it up. Yeah, don't do it on your phone. But okay. I think, I think he might have been like developed. But even like those guys, like I remember playing like fifth grade basketball against like I remember one one game in particular playing Sutherland, I believe, a school on the south side. We we're playing them, and they had this guy who was like six. He, he was like six feet tall, and obviously, you know, we're all like five foot eight, five foot seven at the tallest. So he looked like he was huge, but like when you're that big at that young of an age, you're not like, oh, that there is no fucking chance. That is Mike Tyson at 13 years old. <laughs> Dan, it says me at 13 years old. Dan, or did, or did you Google it? <clears throat> no. Do you have a laptop near you? No, I do not. Do you, can will, you get one near you? I will put this on Twitter. Do you need okay. to, this picture of Mike Tyson? It says me at 13 years old. He looks like he's roughly 25. Okay, so so my number has officially been dropped down. Uh, I think nine-year-old Tyson is the the latest, the oldest, the last one I could beat up. We might have to, we might have to go. We're, we're gonna keep talking, and we're gonna find our way down to like six. I think this is a strong hypothetical. Though. I was very proud of it. But but the years. thing is, like Khabib, Khabib was wrestling bears when he was like five. Yeah, and I mean Tyson was like robbing, robbing, jacking, stealing, and shit, and fighting people 
and like in Ben Stuy, which is equally as crazy at such a young age. But yeah, I want no. And I think nine-year-old Tyson is the oldest I could beat up. I think once he hits I'm ten, done. I'm done. And Jake's googling things. I'm trying to find some pictures here, but yeah, Tyson had supposedly thirteen is absolutely terrifying. That's why I said eleven-year-old is the first time he beats me up. Because yeah, I, I if I hadn't seen that picture, so Jake, I was a uh, hand up. I was wrong. Jake was right. If this if this really is Mike Tyson at thirteen, what we're looking at again, this will be tweeted at Skyline Sport Pod. So go look at that Twitter and go look at the uh, the picture to see what we're talking about. But yeah, this picture of Tyson at thirteen is just fucking. He looks like he's twenty five. Supposedly he, this was him at ten, which I don't know. I'm saying this is an audio. Yeah, I think we should stop doing this because I feel like it's okay. not very good for. I think it's not good for podcasting. We're no, we're not one. Talking bit. about oh, look at this thing. Not one bit. Okay, I ready to get into the sports yeah. section of Skyline Sports. I'm ready. Danny, what did you learn this weekend in the world of sports? The Cowboys are frauds. Big, fat Big old frauds. frauds. Absolute stinkies. Huge frauds. Their only wins are against the Giants, Dolphins, and Skins. The and they lose. They just, their loss to the Jets was pretty embarrassing. It's, you have if you're if you're a good team, you have to beat the Jets. Sam Darnold gets a little kissy kissy, and all of a sudden he's a world beater. But yeah, you can't yeah. you can't lose that. Game. Just. Uh, and then now they have to play the Eagles, and then Drew Peterson, not Drew Peterson. Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson. Doug. Um, he, he knows that they're frauds, but yeah, we're going to win. It's not going to be too tough. We'll, we'll be fine. Don't worry about it one bit. Matthew, what did you learn this week? Uh, I learned, and I hope everyone's sitting down for this, but I, I learned that when you start losing gambling, it's actually bad to uh, continue gambling on games that you have no knowledge of in the hopes of getting out of it. It doesn't work. I know you guys are probably all surprised by that. Shocking news, I know, but uh, I've been doing it for the past, you know, five years of gambling since I started gambling when I was like 16. I've been doing it since then, and uh, yeah, and I learned that, yeah, I will still do it next weekend. I will still, I will, I will still be doing it on Saturday. Once I lose my first three college football games, I'll go, oh, easy, easy bet right here. Oh, lost again. Oh, who knew that, like, you know, me betting on Hawaii versus Utah was a bad idea. I know so much about both those teams. In actuality, don't know a goddamn thing. So, yeah, uh, gambling, trying to get out of the hole. And banging on things that you have precisely zero knowledge of, bad. I'll say it. Not good. Um, my thing I learned this week, and I guess it's also a hot take, is I think LSU is the best team in the SEC right now. I think they're better than Bama, obviously better than Georgia, because they can't even fucking beat South Carolina. They beat the shit out of Florida, who at this point had the best defense in the country, and they just hung up 42 on them. So right now, I think LSU is the best team in the SEC. Now, I, I still are think- they better? Are they better than Clemson? From what they've shown, yeah, but Clemson really—they had the opportunity to when they faced A&M, and they beat A&M handily. You never thought A&M was going to beat Clemson, but also like this is kind of too close. If Clemson is like the real deal, Holyfield, but they still have the rest of the year to like kind of because they're in the playoff. They're not going to lose another game. Like they'll be there, so we'll see. But I think the only other team that I would write now with what I've seen on the field this year only that I could say is better than LSU is Ohio State. Ohio State has just looked leaps and bounds better than everyone they have ever played. Yep. All right. So that kind of like leads me into a question I wanted to ask you, Dan. We talked about a little bit before. Who right now do you think has a better chance of winning their conference, Wisconsin or LSU? And before you give an answer, I'll read off the rest of their schedules. For Wisconsin this week, they're at Illinois, at Ohio State, versus Iowa, at Nebraska, versus Purdue, at Minnesota to end the year, LSU, at Mississippi State, Versus Auburn, versus Bama, at Ole Miss, versus Arkansas, versus A and M. Daniel. Okay, so this is kind of tough for me because 
LSU, LSU plays Bama. That's most people are going to chalk that as a loss, but and then Wisconsin, both of these both of these teams have a chalked loss, but LSU has to get through Bama to play in the cha- to play in the SEC championship. Whereas Wisconsin plays Ohio State, but their loss to Ohio State still means that they could go play in the Big Ten championship against Ohio State. So if you're saying who to win their conference. I want to say LSU, but I think the right answer is Wisconsin. And it feels absolutely wild to me because I 100% agree where it's like, I don't know how good Wisconsin is yet, but I feel like they shouldn't be, like in my mind, I'm like, this team's awesome watching it, but that's like, they're not a playoff team. But then everything else tells me like, hey, they actually are a playoff team. They're actually a decent shot at winning their conference because they're not going to lose against Iowa. Iowa's offense is just, not good enough to win at Wisconsin. Not- it's just the the only difference for this is just the fact that LSU plays on Bama's side of the SEC. That's all. I think that's all it comes down to. Matt, what do you have input on here? Uh, I was I, I was getting a little worried that I was going to be discluded for a second. Not I would never forget about. So you. I'm happy uh, I was included. Uh, my take is probably uh, Wisconsin has a better chance. I mean LSU, SEC, number one, you have to beat Alabama. You have to beat Alabama. To get it there, to be—I mean—they have—they just have a harder schedule. SEC better teams in general than the uh, Big Ten. Wisconsin obviously has some tough games. Ohio State, Iowa, Nebraska—I don't know if they're fucking good anymore. Nebraska, big time stinky. Don't know if Minnesota's good anymore. Minnesota, is, Minnesota's not bad. Minnesota is undefeated, but they are the worst undefeated team left in the country. Like, like basically, I mean, LSU—they have to beat Alabama to make it to the championship game, and they have to beat Georgia in the championship game. I assume you assume, even though they lost, you assume they'll be coming out of the opposite side. Yeah. Of that, I don't know. Who's... Depends whoever wins Georgia, Florida, but it will be one of those two teams. It will probably. It could be Mizzou. Mizzou's still undefeated in SEC play. It will probably still probably be Florida, or probably be Georgia. Probably will be Georgia. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, that's a. That's, I mean, just. Simply based off of like their their remaining schedule, you have to go Wisconsin. Based off the uh, strength of the remaining schedule, let's go. I know we are all high on Wisconsin now. I'm not even just high on them, but just for that hypothetical. But then I texted Schmidt. I'm like, hey, Illinois plus thirty one is a smart play. It's not my pick this week. I have a much more confident different pick. So I'll tease this before we get into our college picks. Um, next week, Wisconsin, as you heard, plays at Ohio State. You're not going to see dog shit from Wisconsin this this game. You're going to see the red and white scrimmage playbook. It's going to be what you learn day one, first day of meetings. You're going to see nothing. I think Illinois can at least kind of hold it in. So I would kind of lean Illinois plus plus thirty one. So your pick for the? It's not my pick this week, but I'm just teasing it out there. But I want to get into my actual picks. I'm very confident in this. Okay. I'll lead off the college picks. Florida minus five and a half at South Carolina. South Carolina, yes, they just came off an upset of Georgia. Now they're going back home for their first game. I'm not saying this is a letdown game, but they should have never won the Georgia game. They lost a turnover battle by three. They had three times less as yards as Georgia, and Georgia still somehow. Like, South Carolina did not win that game. Georgia just said, like, here you go. You can have it. So, And I think Florida is getting underrated here just because they went to LSU and lost by 14 last week. So I'm taking Florida minus five and a half. Matthew, you go. My pick is Texas my uh, Texas minus twenty one. They're hosting Kansas, uh, just solely based off the fact that I mean Texas coming off a tough loss, uh, t- coming off of a tough loss, and the Red River rival Red River rivalry. I can't say a goddamn word tonight, but yeah, Texas minus twenty one. They're hosting Kansas. Uh, I mean, just solely based off the fact that it's a redemption, not redemption game, but you know, Oklahoma. Like if I was if I was betting on Oklahoma, I'd probably take their whoever they're playing against with the points, just because you know they're coming off a big game letdown. 
But since Texas lost that game, they're going to be coming out like, you know, hair on fire because, like, okay, now we really need to win out if we want to even have the chance to play Oklahoma again. So I'm not too sure about who else is in that conference, who else would be competing with Texas to be in the championship. But either way, I mean, they're going to want to win out, obviously, give themselves the best chance. They've, never, they've already lost two games. Texas, well, it's only one in conference, though, so that's all that matters. The only other team that has a shot at being in the – because fucking the Big 12 is weird. They have they don't have like two sides. Mm-hmm. It's all one thing, and you all you I think you play every single team. It's the Big 12. I believe there's only ten teams, and you have nine. I forget exactly how it works. And just the only other teams, the top two teams play in the championship. Yes, it's just the top two. It's not like the Big 10 and the SEC where it's East versus West. But um, the only other team that could possibly be in the Big 12 championship is uh, Baylor. They are six and zero right now. Yeah, but so they I mean, just lost their best defender. So, you so know, but either way, Texas. I mean, you wanna. Oklahoma sitting a little more comfy uh, this Saturday. Texas, obviously, not hot seat, but warming up a little bit. So, Texas, my, Texas minus 21. Dan, who do you got? I have Michigan plus nine and a half. Why? At at Penn State. Um, mainly because Penn State just did – they didn't really look – they kind of sneaked past Iowa. They didn't look that impressive against Iowa. Um, Michigan against Illinois kind of struggled, but they they still blew them out. And Michigan got their stinker out of the way, and that was against Wisconsin. And they're gonna have they're gonna have another stinker at the end of the year against Ohio State. They can't have a team like Michigan can't have three stinkers. Get just take the points, nine and a half. Are you nervous about this being Penn State's whiteout game? Is it? It is. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> is that a night game? It is a night game. Oh, it's damn. like the biggest game in Penn State every year. They only do one whiteout a year. I uh, <laughs> can I can I retract my pick? Yes, you may. Are you what if you just flip sides? Will you flip sides and that's it? I'm gonna flip sides. So you're doing Penn State, my mark it down. Penn uh, State nine yep. and a half. Only well, make it. By, I didn't know. Them. I didn't know. I didn't know it was the whiteout. I'm very glad I let you know. I think it would have been yeah. funnier if you didn't know the next week. You're well, like, the fucking my, right my out. NFL, my NFL pick I had to retract, too, earlier on when we were talking in the – because I realized it was <laughs> yeah. the Mason Ramsey game. I, I, I was going to – I was going to – Oh, I was gonna say the char- I was gonna say the Chargers plus two, but it was uh, it's the Mason Ramsey game, so I can't do that. Yeah, no, you cannot. When we sing the anthem, it's gonna be fucking bumping. That's worth at least three points right there. So <laughs> that's fucking that's funny. Okay, um, we, we want we can, Yeah, we can go NFL. And we can do snake style. So Dan, you can lead it off. My my NFL pick is uh, is the Texas plus one. Well, Dan, did you see that? Uh, stop, 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 it is stop, mom. stop, stop. They're on the cover of ESPN the magazine because she has something like wrong stop. with her. I'm not sure what, but she has some kind of medical issues with her. Yes. Oh. Jake's saying really, really, yes. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. You want to pay? You want to bet on? Oh, wait, no, you're betting for the – oh, no, that's a good thing, man. I'm betting for the taxes. Oh, yeah, you're good then. That's just further – Yeah, that was, that, was a really, that was a really heartwarming piece. Did you read it? Yeah. Well, can you give us the gist of it? Yeah, so uh, DeAndre Hopkins' mother um, – she she had like a lot of uh like a, she was through like a lot of like abusive relationships and she was in one with with her boyfriend with her boyfriend and Hopkins was really really young when this happened uh she found out that her boyfriend was cheating on her and then she confronted the woman with her boyfriend and the woman threw like acid in her oh. face and it blinded her and it gave her like some some like serious burns Jeez. So, so she's never been able to watch Hopkins play at all because he was he was still like very very young when it happened. So now, um, Hopkins, his my, you know how they do like the my cleats my cause. Yeah. 
He's he's doing it for uh, like domestic abuse uh, victims. That's good. And uh, now every every game uh, that the that the Texans play, when Hopkins scores a touchdown, he hands the ball to his, his mom with his with his uh, two with his two sisters in the uh, in the stands. Heck yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I'm gonna like put my put my entire house on Texas money line. Oh yeah, with this... the emergence of the story. Although it's been going on for like years now, but yeah, I mean that's big time, Dan. That's probably my favorite bet of the weekend. I, if I had known the details of that story, I would have been all over that. So I'm a big fan of that pick. So now we're doing snake drafts, so and now it's back to me. Uh, I will be taking the Rams, minus three at the Falcons. I know the Rams, they've been looking real shitty lately. They lost to the – they got their doors blown out. No, they, they got their doors blown out by the Fal- – uh, no, just by the, uh, the 49ers last week. week before that, they lost to the Seahawks, one-point game. week before that was the Bucks. week before that was the Bucks. So they're on three-game losing streak. But I feel like the Falcons stink. Uh, Todd really did not play last week. I think he's questionable to play this week, so not not for sure on that. But it's still the Falcons. The Falcons fucking blow. I think this is a, I think this is a big time like redemption. Like we need this win. Like they needed last week's win. Did not get it. They got blown out. Like they need this win. But the, the only difference is like they're playing a bad team this week. They had their like yes, last week was like we need to win this game, but they played the 49ers. 49ers are very real, very legit. This week is another you must win this game. But the difference is they're playing the Falcons. Falcons blow. So, for that reason, Rams, a little comeback. Not comeback, but a little, like, redemption game. Rams minus three. Matt, here's why I like that pick. Yeah. The Falcons fucking stink. Why do They're you get, very bad. Why I do don't want to yell at the mic. The Falcons stinks. I love that pick. I like both your picks. Oh. I actually like them. I love both of your picks so far. Oh, so, I'm going to wrap it up. I'm not as – I don't know. Now I heard those two picks and the causes behind it and the reasoning. I'm, I don't like my pick as much. But Lions plus two versus the Vikings. They well, should have the – just to clarify, is this the, the last place Detroit Lions? The last place Detroit Lions, who okay. should actually be in first place if the refs didn't steal that W. But, but if, if it's that... some butts for candies and nuts, every day would be Christmas. Yes. Or Halloween. Sure. You get nuts at Halloween? If I get candy at Halloween, I don't get candy. Fair. I do get candy at Christmas. Um, I'm taking Lions plus two versus the Vikings. Vikings can't go on the road and do shit at all. The Lions should actually be like four and one. And they're actually two, two and one, not good. But um, yeah, I've kind of stuck with the Lions from the preseason. I said they'd be a strong contender for a surprise team. There's one of those games that I go out and prove it. So I think I'm making an NFL parlay for our picks. Yeah, I may put five or ten dollars down on all six Ooh. teams. Oh, we have not oh, gone sixteen parlay. I have not. We have not gone six and zero as a podcast. Last week we went four and two. Me and Danny went two and zero, and you decided to fade Dan last week too. That would have been a tough week to do a parlay. <laughs> it would have been tough. Yeah, having both sides of an action. Um, but I, I'm pretty. I'm liking our picks. I think we'll go all six actually. Put you're ten bucks. Doing you're saying you're I'm for it. sure doing it with the NFL picks. Hey Dan, and do you I, remember last week when we all made a pact that we were going to all bet on the over in the uh, Oklahoma game? Yeah, you know how bad. That, well, did you bet here's on it? Here's the thing. But did you bet on it? Yeah, I bet on yeah, it. Yeah, I did. Jake, did you bet on it? I did not, and I kept my money. Yeah, um, I'm. Not, I mean, I understand you kept your money. That was smart, but it's just like feels like as a podcast, like as a cohesive unit, things like that bring us together. And I feel like Dan and I, like we can sulk. We have something to bind over, whereas you, like, you made a promise to us you were going to do it, and you didn't fulfill it. I understand it was a loser and in the best interest of your wallet to not do it, but I'm so disappointed that you didn't do it. I'm disappointed. Here's, here's the thing. They, the, the game happened how it should have. They, they just decided to do it. They just decided to score points in the second half. I was telling Jake earlier, I had some stuff going on on Saturday, so I watched about the first, the first drive from Oklahoma. They got the ball, scored within, like, two minutes and 30 seconds, and I'm like, this is, okay, on pace. I understand they're going to have to do this, like, the rest of the game. But we're on pace right now. And then I put my phone down. I was out doing some shit. Uh, I had some bugaboos to take care of. 
And then like two and a half, two hours later, I come back to the TV, sit down. Okay, let's let's go over to FS1. Let's see what the score of the game is. Oh, it's fucking ten to seven in the fourth quarter. I'm like, are you was, fucking kidding? Yeah. And then it was, thir- it was thirteen to ten at half. And then I had, I also had uh, Oklahoma minus nine. I think that they won by like seven or something. They like won that. by seven. It was a backdoor touchdown by uh, Texas. Yeah, it was backdoor touchdown yeah. by Texas. That like just made it even worse. Cause I like, okay, yeah, fine. That was my college pick. Texas so like, plus seven and a half. So I was like, okay, fine. I'll like you know if I'll take the loss on the over, but as long as they can cover. I'll, you know, it won't be too bad of a loss. Oh, lost both of them. Pretty Ouch. cool. But, yeah, Jake, I am very disappointed in you. I'm not going to lie. I've heard those words before. They don't mean much. Okay. <laughs> Dan, do you have anything else? No, I got nothing. I don't really have much. Do I have anything on the sheet? Nope, nothing else on the sheet. Um, Gambling-wise, um, you guys are tied for not first, and you're both four and six. I'm seven and three. Uh, 15, 15 told the podcast, and I will leave us with that. Jake's getting a little cocky. I don't like it. Have a good week, everyone. I don't like it. You're trying. I don't either. I'm not a fan of it. Jake's like, Jake's like, I don't like how he said, like, uh, Matt and Dan are tied for not first. Like, fucking cool, dude. Like, I don't want to say like, last because you're technically tied for second. Say second. Say tied for second. Yeah, say second. Danny and Matt are tied for second and four and six. Well, it's too far too late Yeah, now. that's better. Too late now. But, yeah, it's... Cool, dude. You're seven three. <laughs> you should have said, said it initially. Oh, I'm going over two this week, so I'm getting a little cocky. I you're, getting, you're getting very cocky. I'm getting a bit cocky. So this very is when cocky. I lose. So I don't know. If we still got a lot of Jake. We still got a lot of football. Oh, we got a ton. So of yeah, football. six game parlay, like we were saying. Six game parlay. Where Lock I it up. Flip my. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, have a good week, everyone. See you guys. See you.